radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You know, there isn't a reason why I give out the phone number most of the time here on Talking Real Money. That's because Tom always gives out the wrong one. Yeah, well, so apparently I'm I don't want people to call in, number. so I guess. 855-935-TALK. That is our number. That's what you use. And by the way, while it works great while we're live on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, it also works 24-7 to call us and leave questions electronically, verbally. And, 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 yes, and you what? can send email. For those of you who just feel kind of shy, don't want to be on the radio, yeah. you, you can just send it Don to Don. Very easy. So, dot com. You can also send them in via Talking Real Money, the contact form. We have more ways Sky to riding. contact us. Even with the low clouds today? Yeah, you know, you could pull it off in Florida and see it. I don't think you could there. Be tough today. I don't I see agree. that happening. I want to... I really... I've been doing this for a long time, and I want to understand why we keep hearing about people doing dumb things with their portfolios wanting to speculate here in the market or whatever it is and then i see somebody like warren buffett and we all want to think he's this brilliant investor but is he really well i mean he's you know touted as the greatest stock picker of several generations mm, right i mean he's but like is he really yeah i mean and by the way for those of you who think he probably is he would tell you He's already told his wife this. After I'm gone, just own an index. They're really yeah. The, he the says idea the S and P 500, which yeah, we think which is silly. yeah. But so when you got up today, you might have seen the headline that uh, Berkshire Hathaway, this little firm he runs out of, uh, I think it's Omaha somewhere. Yeah, uh, they kind of just buy other companies. It's yeah, like a giant mutual fund. It is indeed. Uh, lost fifty billion with a B dollars in the first quarter I mean, that's a lot of money to lose in a quarter for anybody frankly uh but buffett you know i mean this is a uh, part of the process the things he owns railroads utilities energy insurance banks had a very difficult quarter most of his money most this is when I mean, this is exactly what we preach against doing the bulk of his money is in just Five stocks. What percentage of the uh, Berkshire Hathaway Five portfolio? stocks. It's like, I, I I have to find the number. I think it was like 80% was in these five stocks. Apple, mm-hmm. which lost him $17 billion. Thank you very much. Bank of America, which has lost him $12.3 billion. American Express, which lost $7.8 billion. Coca-Cola, $6 billion. Wells Fargo, $6 billion. Whoa! Do you see why we suggest against owning individual stocks? Concentrated and when, positions. And, and when people praise his incredible performance, well, guys, his average annual return for the past five years has only been about 4.5% per year. I think if you bought an index of U.S. large value companies for the last 15 years, you'd have done better than owning Berkshire Hathaway. By the way, he also has 137 billion dollars in cash on his balance sheet so if things look bad he you got a kind of couple bucks sitting around to make sure lights stay on he can still afford the ice cream but that what the, the point out of all this is i think number one what you just said nobody really can pick individual companies 
for the long haul. Now, Warren had a period of great outperformance. Remember, Warren has another advantage when it comes to that that you do not. He gets to get in and run those companies. <laughs> he, he gets seats on the right, board. Exactly. He gets kind of involved in a way that you're not going to if you own a few shares of, oh, let's say Bank of America. You don't get that involvement. Number two, uh, the money that he puts in is substantial. So beyond just the control, the fact that he has been part of management of these companies. And he would admit, by the way, that the period of time where he had the huge growth, the huge returns, nobody he doesn't believe will match that again. He said that publicly, that he doesn't think that could happen into the future. And I hate to say this about a nice old guy, and and he is a nice old guy. I'm sh- I, everything I everything I've read says he's a nice guy, but he sounds like he's a hypocrite in a lot of ways. You know, he says, "Yeah, buying individual stocks doesn't work. Buy an index." Although I'm going to buy a lot of individual stocks. Oh, and don't time the market. Although I'm uh, heavily in cash because I'm timing the market. It's, but didn't it's, you ever tell your children not to, not to overeat and to get exercise and then lay on the couch and eat ice cream? Absolutely. I'm okay. as big a hypocrite as anyone. Just checking. <laughs> but but it just we we've got to quit thinking that these guys are somehow special. That's I okay, finally, that is a fair point, by the way, because it. that's what people expect from not just Warren Buffett, but from anyone who's held up. Like they know something that others don't. They don't. Warren would be uh, be the first to admit that. He doesn't know the future any better than you do. 855-935-TALK. T-A-L-K. 8255 is our number. If you have a question about money, if you're looking for a little guidance in your future life, give us a call. We'd love to help you out. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello, hello again, and welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don along with Tom, and we were just reminiscing about World War II. No, we Not weren't we actually were reminiscing. Yeah, that's right. We weren't. You were. So. Tom just. Tom's really excited about his sto- Soviet Storm Sunday. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't have a whole lot on the list, so that might be yeah, might not. take up a bit of it. So, for those of you who are yeah. World War II historians or have an interest in that, I I like the series. It's made by the Soviets. So well, it, the Russians. It's kind the of Russians. yeah. The, it's kind of a weird. If you, the production technique is kind of odd. Yeah, it is. They they use computer animation combined, and then they with live go into live and, live action. It's kind of, anyway. Yeah, it's very, it's the story kind of is interesting because I don't know the story well. That's the part I like. You you yeah you know it from the uh, the Western alliance. Yeah, I don't know the, much about from the, yeah. the, the the British American alliance. Yeah. All right. Well, where were we? Oh, we're talking about money here on Talking Real Money, not World War Two. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Although I read an article today. Speaking of the war, yes. What what year did the B fifty two bomber come out? You know this, the Boeing B fifty two. The year that bomber. it actually began service, or the year that uh, I think it was like fifty eight or something. No, fifty two. Fifty two. There you go. Fifty two. Wow. There was an article today that said the Air Force is buying new engines for every one of the B fifty twos to enable them to fly until get this twenty fifty. 
2050. Yeah, I mean, they've parted those things out, and they put all new avionics in them. I mean, it's a pretty interesting project. You got a hundred-year-old plane. They'd be like, you know, flying no, around in a Wright the, Brothers yeah, plane. They, they've replaced a lot of stuff on them, so don't worry about yeah, them falling in the sky. What are there? There's still like 85 or 90 of them, I think. Yeah, still there's a, lot. a bunch of them left. Yeah, great Although plane. one, one flew uh, a sort of a, a, a show mission over New Orleans the other day, and a panel fell off. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't hit anybody. Didn't yeah. hit anybody. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. You're trying to say the show is bombing? Is that what you're saying? No, I thought we were doing we were doing incredibly well the last hour when okay. we had Paul Merriman well, with let's, us, let's swimmingly. Just, yeah, so we talked a little bit about Warren Buffett, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, $50 billion. I mean, that's you know something worth noting. Someone wrote us, though, and said, hey, why do you recommend the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, VTWAX? One mutual fund, it holds 8,800 mm-hmm. stocks globally. You get it for, I always forget, is it like? 30 bait, 25 basis points. I'm going to tell it's you very right now, it is 10 basis points. Wow, Point okay, one, I got to remember that. Zero. I mean, that's pretty doggone cheap. But uh, her question was, why do you recommend that when since inception it's lost 1.02%? Why would you recommend such a fund? What's wrong with you I'm people? I'm looking right at the number. It's yeah, negative it's, 1.02%. Yeah, she's right. The problem well, is, and this is one of the issues I have a bit with Morningstar. If you go to Morningstar and you type that ticker in, it shows you mm-hmm. performance going back over a number of years. But it, what it doesn't show you is that this actual admiral shares of this fund have only been around since February 2019. So since right, February 2019, you are down about 1% since inception. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's another thing to pay attention to when you're investing. I don't think that's the right thing to be looking at. What the right thing to be looking at with the mutual funds you own is what asset class you're trying to purchase, right? Are you trying to buy a large company? You're trying to buy small. This one gives you the opportunity to buy the whole market at just 10 basis points. Right, but you're also you are overemphasizing large companies. You're yep. you're getting some international, which for a lot of people is is they dislike it only because the international markets hadn't done as well in the past decade as the U.S. markets. But you, this is again that we run into this a lot. True, uh, talking to clients and the like. Well, what do you? What is your? What are your returns? What are you? Well, we we just don't. We just care about your returns. What are your returns? That's the wrong question. You you can get really ridiculously high returns at times, taking ridiculously high risk. But you love the return and you hate the the the, the downside. And and that's something I keep trying to get across on this show is that downside is not something that's theoretical. Risk is not theoretical. For risk well, to it was provide for return, years. <laughs> I know it felt theoretical, <laughs> forgot, but the reality is risk is something real. It is going to happen to you. That's why we say over and over and over and over again, you will lose money. We just don't know when. Well, and that's another, I'm not a fan of that because you don't actually lose the money till you sell something. But, okay, you, Your you portfolio will, will decline in value. Yes. Yeah. No question. And by the way, for those of you still working, and I'm happy for you because I'm among you, uh, and I'd like to be for a long time, this is a great time to be buying every two weeks into your 401k. I just had somebody write me the other day, is this a good time to be selling stocks and buying bonds? No, it's quite the opposite. You'd be selling the bonds and buying stocks 
As a matter of fact, we got a question very similar to that. Oh, well, Just please sent hit into me. Don. Okay. You don't want to call? Uh, Do that. Mailed in. Uh, this is about asset classes, and it says, Hey, Don, I currently have four funds in my IRA. Here is the mix. 25% large cap. 25% mid cap. 25% small cap. I would assume all U.S. 25% international. In your opinion, is this a good approach? I've been considering selling off these equities and switching my approach to a one-fund portfolio, and I would purchase VTWAX, Vanguard well, Total so World what Stock Index. Do they hold my, those asset classes? I'm not. Excuse me. Okay. I haven't finished. Sounds like home. Okay. My main concern <laughs> is whether or not to do. This is the important part. Ah. My main concern is whether or not to do this now. Or wait for the market to rebound. Oh, one of I don't want to lock in any losses. I just can't seem to wrap my head around this. People have, a, yeah, there there is that tendency too to think, well, I don't want to do anything now because I'll lose money. I'll lose money. Well, but won't you be moving it from that level to the one fund that holds similar asset? I mean, and that has also lost about the right. same yeah, amount of yeah. money. Um, and then in terms of that overall, I think there was a guy on last hour who said, think of the billions and trillions of dollars people have lost trying to time markets. Mm-hmm. That Well, th- this is it's so simple. This is a lateral move. And that's the point. This is, yeah, you're yeah, moving this is from- like saying, I, I, I own General Electric and I'm going to sell it at a loss and buy General Electric. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say for most people, it probably does make sense to just own VTWAX. Right. You don't have to do anything. It's all done for you. You don't get exposure to small and to value mm-hmm. the way we think you should, especially internationally. And even the amount you have in that is it's going to be small. It's going to be so it's going to be rather insignificant. I'll put it that way so that you will miss out. We believe you have missed out on returns of small. But but if you just don't want to do anything, you just want to set it there. You don't want professional help. I think it's a great solution. Right now, bear in mind that the portfolio you have right now with 25% large, 25% mid, 25% small is going to skew you toward those riskier asset classes, which should, uh, at least if history's a guide, it, it would have return, uh, increased your return. You would be a little low on the international. If you go with the VT Wax, you're going to get a nice mix. They'll do the rebalancing, in essence, internally. You don't have to do it. And I really believe it is an absolute lateral move. It's so close, it doesn't matter. Tom and Don are talking real money. Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor is a fiduciary at talkingrealmoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. If you have an issue involved that involves money in any way, give us a call. We'll talk about it. You have a question, you're not finding the, the answer to it, or if you just want a second opinion, give us a call, 855-935-TALK, or send me a question, don at vestery.com, and I'll answer it on the show. That's what, We answer those on the show. Yeah, that's not going to be one off. Go to, ahead, hit us with another one. I don't have another one. Oh, that was that. I thought okay. I had another one, but it's really not a question. So All right, well, then let me touch on it. something that seems to be a, somewhat of a theme here because it came up last hour. Somebody saying, yeah, I think this might be a good time to buy oil. 
and yeah. we do, it might be it might not i have no idea no it was a good time to buy oil yeah. when you could get paid to buy it <laughs> when you could when you you had to have a place to when, put the tanker out and when back. you got 35 dollars a barrel but to buy it you're going to be amazed when you hear what happened in the month of march the first quarter actually a lot of you went out and opened trading accounts at TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Schwab, because you can trade stocks free. Yeah. And then why, you would start, you, why would you, you want to trade stocks? Well, because you can trade them free. But why would you want to trade you trade them stocks? free. You trade them free. Oh, well, anything. thank goodness. I, it yeah. doesn't cost me anything until I pick the wrong stock and lose everything. Well, I've, I'm getting to that. Oh, Because <laughs> okay. I love this Just quote. Checking. I'm not picking on anybody, but I... I can't help it when I read these quotes. This is from a 34-year-old who said, you know, I'm yeah, I, I jumped in in March. By the way, it was an astounding number. Ameritrade, 608,000 new accounts in the first quarter. E-Trade, 336,000. But Charles Schwab, 609,000 new trading accounts in the first quarter. Wow. But here's a quote. 34-year-old said, yeah, I, I'm buying some stocks. And here's what he said. I feel like everything that I buy, I watch pretty closely. And if it's something that's not doing well, I generally try to put that money into something that is doing well instead. So really? you, you buy something and then it goes down and then you say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I'm not going to keep I'll that. sell I'll that. Sell yeah, that I'm and gonna, buy something that's right. doing well. So, so uh, wait, let me just, let me parse that a little. Please. Okay. So I buy XYZ stock today at yeah. $20. It goes down to five. Five, I'm okay with. I'm going, yeah, okay. Five could just be temporary. It'll bounce back. Goes down 10. I go, mm, I'm going to sell it. Then I buy ABC stock that yeah. in the past two, couple of weeks has gone from five to $10. So I buy it at 10 because it's already gone up and I sold because it had already gone down. Isn't this a four? Because what if ABC stock just had its complete run yeah. and it goes back down to $5? This is stupid. Well, and I want to finish that guy's, the thought around wait, this. Wait, no, I just want to say this I'm guy's let you stupid. Say that. Yeah, that's not a good way to invest. But, but beyond that, buying individual stocks, we've touched on this many times. Number one, 90% of the trades, 90%, mm. 9 out of 10, are made by institutions. Do you think that you know more about an individual company or that they know more. Well, I'm going to mm. just go out on a limb and say they do. And when it comes to trading, sometimes you have to do it fast. Yeah, too. that's right. I'm, individual stocks can go to zero. If you own yes. VT Wax, it's well, it would take something very cataclysmic for it to go to zero. I mean, you wouldn't care about money at that point either. You mean an, an extinction event yeah, like, uh, that kills us all? Something yeah. like that, okay. where money really is pointless. Oh, I'll be dead and I'll be going, oh, but I lost Where's everything. Where's my index fund? Um, <laughs> and here's the other part. The people, the institutions, the really smart yeah. people that have all the advantages, spend billions researching companies. They yeah. don't have a long-term track record of doing better than just owning an index fund. They don't. And yet you're buying individual stocks, trading them, because I just heard oil could go right back up. Mm -hmm. Well, but here's the deal. Traders, people who do this for a living, there are those who make money. Oh, yeah. But they make money. They make money by trading very, very quickly. They take advantage of tiny little 
penny or less differences in the price of stocks on two different exchanges. The kind of games you can't play. You cannot even play in the same you can't even be in the same country as these people, much less the same league. 855-935-STALK is our number. Tom and Don are stop. talking real money. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Our phone number again is 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. I'm Don McDonald. That's Tom Cock, and you are people we just adore. Thank you for being there, and uh, please tell your friends, listen to the podcast, too. We do, you know, in addition to the show, there's a podcast pretty much every day. Not only this, but I also turn the Como features that I do weekdays into little mini podcasts. So there's a lot of stuff online at TalkingRealMoney.com or your favorite podcast service. Scott, you're up next. Welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How can we help you today? Well, I've got, I just retired from a company and I've got like about 300000 in a 401k. And my question is, should I pull it out and take a tax hit now because of possibly much higher taxes in the future? I'm going to say no, but yeah, no. my reason may surprise you. Uh, it would make more sense. How old are you? I'm 65. Yeah, I mean, okay. you don't, as you may know, now under the SECURE Act passed last year, you're not required to take any money out and pay tax on it until age 72. Um, but I don't know anything about your tax situation. However, generally speaking, you wouldn't want to take any of that money out until you had to. Part two is you'd want to do it over a number of years, so you only take a certain amount of tax hit per year. If you take the whole three hundred, you're going to move up a couple brackets there and pay a whole higher percentage of, yeah, of all man. that money. It would not be the right way to do this. The other thing that springs right to mind, Scott, is the fact that if you could afford, if you can afford to pay the taxes on it today, well, then why not take a little every year over the next seven years and recharacterize that, pay the taxes on a portion of it, and then put it into a Roth that will continue to grow tax-free for almost ever? And you don't have to take it out at that point either. That would be called a Roth conversion strategy, which may make sense. Again, we'd have to look at your tax situation and make sure you didn't move up a bracket and that you had money outside of that 401k to pay the tax. You would not want to pay it from the 401k. I thought you were limited on how much you could put into a Roth per year. You are, but th this is different. A Roth conversion is a different animal. In other words, that is a Roth contribution, which is limited, yes, in terms well, the first limitation, by the way, is the amount of income you have in a year. The second one has to do with your tax situation. But in this case, you could convert all of it to Roth. It'd be very unlikely you're going to want to do that in one year because it's going to be very expensive. Yeah, um, I would not do it in one year. Yeah, so, no way. But mm -hmm. getting a little help there would be a good idea. Uh, maybe from a professional before you run off and just take that money out and pay tax on it. I'll put it that but, way. And the other thing, the other part of this is is you're kind of playing a game betting on the future. 
Uh, and we, we do not know where tax rates are going to go down the road. Yes, I can see why you might think that they will go higher, but there are also scenarios you could imagine in which they don't. And so the best thing you can do is expect the worst and plan for that. But don't do something rash today that hurts you immediately uh, if there's any way to avoid it. And and Tom just shared a couple of the ways you could avoid that. So, Thank you very much for your call, Scott. Appreciate it. Thanks for the Scott. Thanks for the call, Scott. 855-935-8255 is our phone number. And the call is absolutely free. We'd love to hear from you. Roth conversions really do, for particularly after we've had a decline in the market, they yeah. make more and more mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I think right now is a good time to be looking at all that. If your portfolio is down 10, 15, 20%, sure. But again, those rules still apply. You, you don't want to push yourself up a bracket. You do want to have cash to pay the taxes. You don't want to pay that out of tax-deferred money. And again, once you start getting, and no offense, because I'm in my 60s too, once you start getting into your 60s, unless your income goes down quite a bit, it starts getting real iffy about whether or not you really want to make those conversions. Although, although, you know, Scott does raise an interesting point, and that is with all of the deficit spending, is there a chance that we could be looking at higher tax rates? And even some folks in their 60s who have been great savers and are going to work into their 70s and are continuing to build wealth and might be in a higher tax bracket in the future, it might pay to sit down with your accountant and do a little tax planning. Because I would only take tax rates as they are today. The rest right, of it would be right. purely Expect speculation. What they are. It's yep. also, but the fact of the matter is you might want to look at what you have if you're a great saver you might be in a similar or higher bracket in the future there are also some estate planning uh advantages in that your your spouse can carry that on forever tax-free tom and don are talking real money if you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll take your questions and answer them on the podcast if we don't do them live on the show. And Ted, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, Ted. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, I I had a question. Um, was modern portfolio theory, which I understand was developed by Henry Markowitz, is, is that from the 50s, I mean, a long time ago? And how does that dovetail with like the work of Eugene Fama and Kenneth French. Oh, boy, you're really speaking our language here, Ted. Is this a setup of some kind? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Is that way back in the 50s? Pardon? Way back way back in the 50s? For Don, you have to say 1950s, by the way, just so they know it's not the 1850s. Hey, hey, hey. Modern portfolio theory, which holds, Don... That uh, the, 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 the expected returns are based on the level of risk you take. Uh, and uh, Fama and French subscribe to the modern portfolio now, they, theory. They are just, they have done work well beyond that, but it does. I think you use the word dovetail, but yeah, I mean it. From that's where it began. This whole work that Fama and French, where they dug into these stock stocks from you know way 100 years ago and how they performed doesn't make sense to own more of a particular type of stock like they found owning smaller companies made more than large etc etc is that what you're looking for 
Right, right. Because I, I, I've listened to you and uh, listened to you and Paul and listened to, uh, looked at Paul's research and listened to you guys for years. And I do know that, and I understand. So, like, like your firm and other firms, and even Vanguard, like their personal services, I, they would probably uh, kind of go that way. That's how they would invest diversification. Yeah, Vanguard would not have the tilts that uh, that Fama and French have developed. They don't right, subscribe right. to the Fama and French theories. That uh, the, the they do subscribe to the to MPT to yep. modern portfolio theory and that creation of that what is called an efficient frontier, a portfolio that gives you the best expected return for a given level of risk, but they don't overweight asset classes, which Fama and French, that's the addition they made to that. Because basically Markowitz said you want to build the best portfolio for a level of risk given the amount of return, given the amount of risk you're willing to take. Well, Fama and French took that further and said, we find that there are asset classes that you can use that not that you should overweight because not only do they add return, but they also have a modicum of non-correlation with other asset classes. And by the way, they've oh. been right the last month. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, they've been wrong the 10 years prior to that. I mean, small and value did right underperform. the 20 years prior yeah, to that. Yeah, so the, it goes off and on. But if you go back as far as you can really look at the dog-eared you know, records of stocks to the, the 20s, I think you find that smaller and what they call value firms have made more than big growth firms over time and you would say your firm uses uh uses dimensional funds and they Correct. have more, more uh, even better than vanguard as yeah far as well yeah value. the better yeah different i mean the performance has been better has again over a long period of time not every year right. yeah Vanguard does not do asset no, tilts. They we simply own in, it's different than indexing. That's the way I'd put it. Indexing is truly if you own the Vanguard 500, you have those 500 stocks in the percentages they make up in that index. Dimensional purposely does not own it that way. That's how I'd put it. Uh, okay. Thanks, Ted. Okay, thank you very much. We appreciate your call. Yeah, Take we care. We really sir. do. Bye-bye. Great call. Um, Marty, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi Marty. Hi, how are you? Great. Good, Marty. What's Good. up? Say, I have a I <laughs> I have $150,000 to invest and I don't know how to do it or what to do with it. Well, I'd propose a great lunch somewhere, but there's nowhere open that has a bottle of wine anymore. I mean, you can't go out for a decent meal, so let's not do that. Are you asking not Marty even, out on a $150,000 date? There's going to be something fancy, doggone it. Yeah. Here <laughs> you are. $1,000 date. Yeah. You're an expensive date, big. Thomas. I think big. It doesn't yeah. work out, but I think what big What do anyway. you want this money to do for you since he's not going to be serious? <laughs> well, I would like it to make some money for me. It good okay and I, what what do you I, what do you need it to do for you in the future do you is this money you need to live on at some point or is this no. going to be money that's sort well, of just there in case might i might have to live on it some on some of it depends upon what happens to social security you're um, okay on social security but, so take that one off of the okay table all right so then i'm fine i own my house yeah i own my car so this may be left to somebody else red cent. This may be left to somebody Pardon else. Me? You may leave it to a yes. charity or a family member. First step. Correct. First absolute step. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Take the okay. risk quiz. Okay. Will do. When you take that, that is going to give you an 
a, a portfolio, an asset base from which to work. It'll say you should have X amount in stocks and X amount in bonds. To make it simple, what we suggest most people do to keep that process simple is once they know their risk tolerance is that the stock portion be made up of Vanguard Total World Stock Index and the bond portion, well, we have a few choices, but generally the Vanguard Total Bond Index is VBLTX. Yeah. Then you just balance between those two. That's that. Your expenses are very low, and you know your the money grows over time with some amount of volatility. You got to live with. That's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stock Vanguard total. Mm-hmm. Yep, Van, VTWAX. Total. Yeah, VTWAX. VTWAX for stocks. V, v is in Victor. Is in Victor. Victor, thank you mm-hmm. for stocks. Okay. And, and then the bonds would be V B L T X. No, V is in victory. B is in baby. Yep. L as in Larry, T as in Tom, X right. as in X ray. <laughs> Got it. I used to That's say fine. xenophobic, but they get mad at me for that, so I'll go with X ray. <laughs> okay. That's what, I mean, I think it's as simple oh, wait, as that. No, Isn't it VB? You gave her the Vanguard long-term bond index. Oh, gosh. That's I, not I, the right one. Wrong ticker. Uh, hold on. Let me look it up. Now we have one I... more call that we want to try to get to. Yeah, no. hold on. I'm going to give her this. No, we don't. Oh, we don't? Okay. We don't then. Hold on. Vanguard total bond. Isn't it VBLTX? I, I, they changed it. This no. is one of the problems we run into, Marty, is they, they mix them up on us, things we've known for a long VB, time. VB, oh, you had them, you, you, you transposed two letters. Shocking. I, that's what I thought. Okay. VBTLX. VBTLX. That is one mutual fund gotcha. that holds several thousand bonds in it at a very low cost. And the other is a mutual fund that holds several thousand stocks Almost at a very 10, low cost. Almost 10,000 stocks, 9,000. And then every year you rebalance to get back to what your target Yeah, if you said 60% in mixes. stocks, 40% in bonds, you'd rebalance to back to that percentage. There you go. That's, that's my that's my thing to figure out. Well, you've that's why yes. you're going to take the risk quiz to determine who you are around money. <laughs> yes. Then yes, either you can work that from there. either that or you have to go to somebody else. And let them do it, and you have to pay them to do it. Uh, this is cheaper if you do it yourself. Okay? Okay, so then when it comes down and I check it in a year, how am I going to know what to do? You'll look at it and go, well, is, is, the, is the stock portion higher or lower than where it was? If it's about 5% off, you'll go back to that 60-40 or 50-50 split you started with at the beginning of the year by selling a little of the stock and buying a little of the bonds or vice versa. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.